Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Thought you'd join in. <laughs> <laughs> UK Tech Weekly Podcast. What's up, what's up, my brethren? Welcome to this, the latest punnet of freshly picked UK Tech Weekly Podcast, the UK's most politically neutral weekly tech podcast. Neatly folded into your head every Friday like a ballot paper dropped into a box in a drafty school hall. <laughs> the UK Tech Weekly Podcast is an infotainment enema from the editors of PC Advisor, Tech World, Macworld UK, and Computer World UK. Every Friday, we head to an audio train station, purchasing cans of audio Marks and Spencer's lager, eating audio scotch eggs, and trying to operate the audio toilet door in an audio train carriage in order to bring you no more than 40 minutes of informed tech chat on the hot tech topics of the past seven days. Do not forget to subscribe, review, and tell your friends. I'm Matt Egan, Editorial Director of IDG UK. And today, I am delighted to be joined in conversation by the force's sweetheart, Charlotte G, editor of TechWorld.com. Hello. The force of nature that is Lewis Painter, staff writer of PC Advisor. Hello. And the for the sake of all that is good and decent, will nobody think of the children that is David Price, <laughs> acting editor of Macworld UK. All right. And listener, we are also joined by special guest producer, Miriam Harris. Say hi, Miriam. Hello. This week we are talking smartphones, security and London Tech Week. It is on. S Express. S Express. Lewis Painter. What has Samsung got up its sleeve and why should I care? Well, that is a big question. I mean, the S7 only launched a couple of months ago, so we are still some way away from the... Samsung Galaxy S8, but that doesn't stop rumours from churning. And we've already had our first couple of rumours. Um, it's supposed to have, apparently, supposed to feature a dual camera setup, which is becoming a lot more popular recently. What does that mean, dual, dual, dual camera yeah. setup? Two cameras on the back of the phone. Not just one, but two. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm taking two pictures? See, this is the thing. It could be used for... It could uh, be used in a couple of different ways. You've got the LG G5, which has one normal camera and one wide-angle camera, so it allows Ooh. you to take two different types of picture at once and you've also got the lights of the Huawei P9 which has one black and white sensor and one colour sensor to allow for extra light and uh, colour reproduction in the photos taken so no one's quite sure what Samsung's angle is yet but I'd probably wager it's more something to do with the kind of P9 style of things you know let more light in get better pictures 
because you know the Samsung S7 camera is already pretty decent. So and then you can you can refocus after you take it as well. I mean that's that's a feature of the Huawei P9. I'm not sure if that's an exclusive. So it captures a lot more detail and then allows you to to refocus the image afterwards. But it's kind of it's a software based thing rather than something. Mm. Does it let you do the Hitchcock thing where you like have that weird zooming and Ooh. moving around the edge thing like they like use in Tarantino? Window. Yeah, like can you can you do that? With I think you should go and work for Samsung. You need to give them these ideas. Well, Maybe. this is this is the interesting thing I wanted to talk about. Really, let's be honest, it's what you wanted to talk about, Lewis. Let's be honest. But um, so we're starting to get rumours about the Galaxy S8. As you say, uh, it will be next year before it launches. Yeah, we're talking February March time. Yeah, we think. Um, this is an endless thing, these rumours about new handsets. Mm-hmm. And it's always kind of... So I was thinking about the display and I was reading some of the S8 rumours and it's like it would be a 4K screen. Yeah. Which is, I guess, a thing. But do we do we care about this, this whole rumour mill that exists around smartphones? See, I think... the I, I blame Apple. <laughs> I blame Which Apple. Means... I'm looking right at you, David, yeah. here. <laughs> Apple is the least... Uh, to blame for this no because (laughs) apple was so i mean not i mean still now but more back in the day they were so secretive that it was exciting for people to find out what was going on with apple but that's not fair is it that's blaming them for something that they're they're explicitly trying to avoid they used to play no but they weren't were they because they used to play the game they used to like you know the the latest iphone would be accidentally left in a bar that happens to be frequented by journalists There was, and Samsung picked up on this, and Samsung for the Galaxy S3, I would say, perfected this. But there is this idea of just dripping information out via trusted sources, maybe not in the stolen phone case, but to create buzz around the products in advance mm-hmm. of it coming out. And everyone does it now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every major phone, every flagship every year has a few leaks prior to, you know, announcement. And I think, yeah, I think it's the companies doing it most it's of the time. It's the nature of the media, does yeah. it? Really, yeah. and they're responding to that. It's our fault. It is our it's, fault, it's and I, and I think there is a danger that companies will respond to that and uh, develop their phones in such a way that they are good at making buzz in pre-release speculation. Samsung so, definitely does that. So you do like four yeah. K screens, four K screens on a on a five point five inch phone. That's absurd. Mm. There's mm. no possible way the human eye can It's going to make your that. retinas bleed. Why on earth <laughs> do you need that? It's but not, it, but, but it makes reasons. for a good. It makes for a makes good for story. Makes Samsung always does this. I've got the Galaxy S7 Edge. It's a brilliant phone, but I don't use any of the weird and mm. wonderful features that they sell it on when when, it, when they do the launch event. Really? Yeah, I know. Mm. It's just to, just to make everyone will make everyone think like, it's the, the coolest phone that you can the, get. The Edge is nice. It, it looks different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use the Edge notifications really? thing. No. That surprises me. See, I, I, I am very old, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very old. No. I, well, I don't really know what to say to that then. <laughs> do all people not use smart side notifications? Who said that? Where am I? You're coming yeah. to see me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, but, um, you know, leaks are becoming so prevalent these days that, you know, people like on leaks are making careers out of, of, of leaking phone, comp- uh, you know, yeah. parts of phones and stuff like that. And uh, it's even moving on now. So people are advertising via leaks. So uh, I saw this with uh, on leaks the other day. They released a, uh, a Note 6 slash 7, because no one's quite sure what it's called, um, render. In conjunction with uh, U-Switch Tech, so they had their watermark all over it. So every website that used the the leak would then be advertising Ooh. U-Switch Tech and on leaks. And U-Switch is a, a comparison engine reseller, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We've, I mean, we've had people that sort of get in touch with us and they say we've got this leak. Um, you can use it. You can use our image if you if you link to. And then they're not saying link to just a website. They're saying yeah. link to some weird sort of person they've obviously been paid to plug. Yeah. 
and, and it's very clearly a PR strategy that you can get a load of inbound links on some just completely unrelated website by just leaking some pictures that claim to be the iPhone 7 or whatever. So, yeah, because this is the issue. I mean, it doesn't even have to be real. Excuse me. I'm Isn't it just harder <laughs> these days to, for leaks not to happen anyway? I mean, then maybe it might have been previously. Well, the, it's the hardware it's supply yeah. chains are yeah. getting more and more complicated. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So surely they're, they're, there's they kind of more the points of, of yeah, potential They're, they're incredibly porous. But yeah. Apple manages it, doesn't it? No, about... they, no, they really don't these days. This <laughs> no. is the interesting thing, is that um, when we were talking about this before, is that it's split in two halves. You've got the obviously um, bogus leaks that where you can see who is, it's what's the Latin phrase, cui bono, mm. um, who That's benefits. what I was thinking. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, you can see that the reason they're they're leaking it is to advertise their wares, and it's mm. and it's made up. But equally, there's lots of completely true leaks, and mm. nearly every major smartphone launch, you, you'll be there um, ticking them off on your sheet. You go, mm. oh, "We knew that was coming. We knew that was coming because it was leaked." Mm. They can't they can't keep the secrets anymore. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you mentioned Apple. They have just this incredibly complicated supply chain and mm. it always leaks there's always somebody somewhere on the line that goes I could get a bit of money mm. uh, taking a photo of this and even though they take away their phones and they do this that and the other there's so many people they can't it's like Willy Wonka it, didn't he it's exactly like that he used Umpa exactly Lumpers like didn't he yeah. Umpa Lumpers That's, like they need, they need Umpa Lumpers to make phones <laughs> an NDA why did the Umpa yeah. Lumpers never leak anything because they signed an NDA and they, they were slaves <laughs> well, or they were slaves they I don't were, know. when you read the book it's a bit more yeah a bit more sinister than the film yeah what about the so the this is a new thing because with the iPad, nobody knew what. <laughs> My voice come funny. As, yeah. <laughs> this is a new thing because with the uh, iPad, nobody knew what was coming. Right? I mean, we, mm, we yeah. speculated, but and, yeah, and... it used to, it used to be that Apple was amazing at this. Um, mm. It's sort of when when Tim Cook came in before he became CEO. When he came in as the logistics expert, he has basically expanded the supply chain and right. made it much more efficient mm. and much more. Um, fast responding, but equally, it's not as good at keeping secrets. And I think, just as a sort of on a sort of corporate philosophy level, he's not as interested in being um, a total secrecy company. Right. And I'm slightly uh, saddened that we've turned this completely into an Apple discussion. Mm-hmm. Well, while we're on Apple, what are the rumours about? What, they must be doing a flagship next year or coming up. What's iPhone Seven? What's happening there? Well, yeah. <laughs> we think it'd be iPhone Seven, but there's that, that rumour that it might be another. Well, it won't be an S level. No, I half mean, upgrade. But the the rumor that I've read is that it will be the iPhone Seven this year, but it it will pretty it will pretty much be another S upgrade. It won't look very much different. It won't right. have much difference in it because they're waiting for next year when they're apparently going to skip the Seven S and go straight to the Eight because it's the tenth uh, anniversary of the iPhone and they're they've mm. saved they're apparently saving some pretty cool stuff for the uh, the iPhone mm. Eight, such as uh, well, according to rumors anyway, <laughs> leaks etc. Uh, edge-to-edge display with no bezel. And, uh, well, basically, oh. Johnny Ive wants to design it based on a, a sheet of glass. So he wants Ooh. it to look like a sheet of glass in your on, in your hand with no physical home button, with the uh, fingerprint scanner built in under the screen, and completely edge-to-edge display. Sounds shattery. Integrated. Yeah, that's my Sounds issue with breaky. it. Sounds very breaky. Sounds very breaky. Yeah, so you'll have to get a case. 100%. Yeah. And completely yeah. uh, compromise the beautiful design. Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's always the way. But yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what happened with the iPhone 4 and the 4S because the glass on the back just got shattered as mm. soon as you dropped it for the first time. So most people... Dropped it for the first time. For the first time, yeah. yeah. You've got butterfingers, haven't you? I know. So sad. You know, I've never broken the screen on an iPhone. I well, really hope you do it today. I know, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I dropped it over the weekend, and luckily my 6S Plus has a lovely big case on it. So it's went dunk, and it was fine. But um, a little I'm insight also, there, listeners, into yeah. uh, the exciting world. Of <laughs> <laughs> okay, anything? Any other flagships we're expecting next year that we should be excited about? 
I mean, it's always going to be the S8 and the iPhone 8. Yeah. I mean, in in terms of uh, hype and yeah. buzz, they're the two main ones every year. Better ones people care about, of I course. Guess. Okay, cool. Let's us go around the room. Uh, yes for the S, or I hate H8 Samsung. Lewis Painter. I'm going to go yes to the S for this one. Uh, hey, uh, guest producer Miriam. Yes for the S, or I hate Samsung. Okay, good. I think that was a very uh, unequivocal uh, yes. Uh, David Price. Yes to the yes. I love a bit of competition. Charlotte G. I don't like people agreeing with each other, so I'm just going just gonna to just to be annoying Brilliant. so that I hate it. Anti-consensus there. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Okay, we'll take a very short break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking London Tech Week. Maybe it's because I'm a Londoner <laughs> that I love London so. Charlotte G, what is going down in London town? In London town this week, it is London Technology Week, to give it its full and proper title. So do they actually call it London Technology They do, Ooh. they do. Mm-hmm. Yep, they haven't even shortened it. Mad. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> So it's 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 happening right now. It's from the twentieth to the twenty sixth of June, um, and there are. Is it like London Fashion Week? Is there also a Paris Tech Week? No, and a Milan Tech. Week? Well, no, not. I mean, I don't know. I, yes, to the extent that it's showcasing a particular industry, but I don't think it's necessarily replicated exactly in in other cities. There's not a Tech Week circuit. Yes. <laughs> I think you're thinking of tennis. Then. Um, oh, yeah. That's Fashion Week, Milan Fashion Week, New yeah. York Fashion Week. Yeah, there is, but I don't... know what I know mm. about the fashion industry. No, yeah, no, clearly. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it launched in 2014, and last year there were 43,000 attendees from over 80 countries. Uh, and this year there are 260 different events that you can go to, so there's a lot going on. It's actually pretty overwhelming. Is any of it good and useful and interesting? Yeah, yeah. Um, some of it has been pretty good. Um, there's been some good stuff about uh, scale-ups, as they refer to startups that are growing rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting stuff about fintech going on. Blockchain. Financial tech. Yes, listeners. financial tech. Um, there was a very good... Uh, conference from Stack Overflow, not paid to say this, but uh, that was great. And it was about kind of hiring developers and attracting them to your business. Um, And then today I'm hot-footing it later to go to another developers conference. So there's a lot about startups, developers, and kind of new cutting-edge tech. It's it's not a very consumery event. It's a bit more of a B2B focus. So this is this kind of speaks to this idea of London as a tech hub, a tech centre. Yes, it? yes, it does. And the kind of official promotional body, well, there's a few, but the main one, kind of tech city, have been out in force, uh, and London and partners as well who organise it. And they've kind of flung out all these stats about how London is the fintech capital of the world, and it's the the country that has the most European uh, tech unicorns. I should say city rather than country Mm. Uh, just just, just define a tech unicorn for um... a tech unicorn is a a company that's worth over a billion dollars uh that's a bit flimsy because you know who judges whether it's worth that but 
you know, examples could be, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some now. Spotify? Yeah, yeah, Spotify would definitely, would, would de- easily qualify as a tech unicorn, but I'm trying to think of some kind of oh, UK examples. Tech so like Skyscanner would be a good Ooh. example in the UK. They, they're a kind of fairly recent tech unicorn. Um, so yeah, it's all very exciting. What about uh, what about you guys? So around this table, we've got uh, five people who, generally speaking, are fairly interested and focused on tech. Lewis, David, does does, does London Tech Week come into your orbits at all? I didn't know about it until I strolled into this room. Wow! <laughs> and you did stroll as well. It was quite a loose, perambulated. <laughs> Yeah, I can't say I've heard a lot about it on the B2C side of things. It doesn't yeah. really have a huge impact yeah. on consumers. It's, it's definitely not focused at B2C, I don't think. What do we think then in general about this idea of London as a tech city? Is it Because I'm always a bit suspicious that there's an element of hype. Um, but that, that hype is is there to engender, to, to, to almost become reality, if you know what I mean. If you, if you say it often enough... Mm. Um, people, yeah. That's yeah. a quote from Stalin. Right. <laughs> Let's move on from anyway. that. <laughs> well, we need to move on to keep up with our uh, five-year plan for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think you're right. Um, I think there is a perception that um, the London, certainly in Britain, is is where most of the uh, tech innovators and entrepreneurs should go. But um, throughout the rest of Europe, there must be there must be other hubs like Barcelona. Is yeah, big, isn't yeah, it? there are other hubs, but well, in the UK, um, and around the UK. But I've got to say, uh, maybe I'm biased, but none of them have the level of funding or jobs that London has. Just within Europe, mm. it, it is. If you look at kind of the stats, it, it is kind of head and shoulders above, say. Paris or yeah Barcelona or Manchester even though Manchester's actually you know doing really really well as a tech hub and I think we'll do even better in future but it's at the same time having said that the if you look at the kind of value of the digital economy in the UK it's actually still below manufacturing right which is always surprises me slightly so there is a degree of talking about it until it becomes true yeah um because that's where the future jobs will probably come from yeah you, you said you had some stats Yes, yes, I do. Uh, okay, <laughs> exciting. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how interesting these stats are, but... Uh, the, Stay tuned, listener. <laughs> the, we now have uh, 25 uh, venture capital firms set up in the UK. So UK-based venture capital firms being... Um, if. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. 
Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. For anyone who doesn't know, the firms who basically provide funding for startups in return for a stake in the business. So that's interesting because, I mean, 25 sounds like a lot to me. Yeah, that is quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the amount of funding, uh, the amount of VC funding in London last year was 10 times higher than in 2010. So that is quite a big jump. Um, and we have 1.5 million people employed in the digital economy. Okay. Uh, in the uh, in the UK as a whole. Not that just sounds like it would cover, I mean, like, for instance, I bet it would cover us, wouldn't it? Like working, publishing websites. Yeah, well, the thing is, I actually wonder about that. I think that figure is probably a little bit lower than it should be. Because I don't know if it includes people who work in digital jobs in non-digital companies. Right. So I, I, I yeah, I think it's what probably... What about people that work in non-digital jobs? In digital, like people yeah, who do, exactly. like, warehouse Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know. I think, I, I'd question how they arrive at that figure, but I need to look into it more. So not only interesting stats, but potentially made up stats. <laughs> potentially. Well, you know, lies, damn lies and statistics. But basically, it is fair to say that there are lots of exciting things going on in London at the moment. Like definitely in terms of fintech, that's an area that's yeah. becoming, uh, well, it's huge. Because obviously London benefits from both being a financial yep. leading yeah, totally. probably hub of the world. And also having a lot of technology companies here. So they're really at the cutting edge. And let's face it, you only have to throw a stone out of our office window. Uh, to hit somebody with a beard and tattoos. Yes, so yes. That, yeah. that suggests to me that we are deep in the heart of the throbbing heart of uh, London yes. city. Yes, yes. The heart's throb, probably. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it is, it, it's hard to judge. It, it, You know, it looks pretty positive, but some of the stats are tough. As I said, if you actually look at the value... Actually, manufacturing is still doing better than digital. But then, You'd yeah. think that the tech sector would be, more than any other sector, less confined to specific cities. True. Mm. Yes. Yeah. But well, it's skilled, isn't it, I think? Weirdly, I actually, there's a weird kind of effect where, because... I know, I know what you mean, because you would think that people don't need to be based physically where the companies are. Mm-hmm. But London seems to have this strange sort of draw effect where people want to be based there and they want to live there, socialise there. They want to be with the rest of their colleagues in that area and there seems to be a kind of a i don't know weird steamroller effect where it's always more been the way more... of london hasn't it and yeah even though we, we come here and we make the city worse by mm. our presence we over, yeah. we overfill it with yeah. uh, all our migration here um yeah but it, it's inevitable you're right it's, it's yeah it's people want to be here because it's, it's, it's an exciting place to be i think it's an ambition thing as well isn't it like it yeah. becomes self-fulfilling because um by no means is is the South East the only part of the UK where you can be successful and be with no, successful no. people, but it's the sort of flagship, it's the, it's the most prominently visible yeah. um, uh, city and centre of 
excellence in lots of industries mm. so it tends to pull people in it does universities i would and... i would give a shout out though to places like edinburgh manchester and newcastle there are really really good tech scenes there aberdeen games aberdeen for gaming yeah they've they've uh, they've got rockstar um games i mean actually in those places you probably would have a a much more uh well a cheaper way of living your house would probably be cheaper but also you you know the quality of life might be nicer yeah so let's all let's all leave um, <laughs> you're welcome to come and join me in uh, in surrey yeah okay well no not that no we're not going down there no? we're up the only way is up you would need uh, a v-neck jumper and a pauldron for drinking gin uh, <laughs> which is not a problem for me on any score okay cool let's uh, go around the room uh feed the birds tuppence a bag or any old iron any old iron any 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 old iron the second one is negative lewis painter <laughs> I'm going to go feed the birds tuppence a bag just okay. because of Mary Poppins. Excellent stuff. Uh, Miriam, uh, would you have an opinion on this? You have to do it in a London accent. <laughs> Miriam's from New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't. No? Neutral. Stay Sorry. neutral. Okay, David, David, David Price. Uh, yeah. So good I named him thrice. <laughs> <laughs> feed the birds tuppence a bag or any old iron, any old iron, any, any, any old iron. Uh, any old iron. I want to do a step toe thing. What does he say? You dirty old man. You dirty old man. <laughs> or uh, on or on the buses. I hate you, butler. <laughs> uh, Charlotte G. I feed guess. I guess. I'd, yeah, I'd better feed the birds, hadn't I? Tuppence a bag. Yeah, sorry, I stopped you from doing it. Feed the birds, tuppence a bag. <laughs> say it all, Charlotte. Say it. <laughs> feed the birds, tuppence a bag. Excellent. Well, I think we conclusively covered London Tech Week there, and we're back shortly to talk about paranoia. Ooh. Every breath you take, every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. <laughs> David Price, <laughs> who is paranoid and are they out to get him? Well, I, uh, when I was planning this segment, I wanted to talk about paranoia. I thought we could talk about urban myths and why uh, you don't need to be worried. And actually, after doing a bit of research, I think we're not paranoid enough. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that might be the question at the end, David. Mm. Just because oh, no. oh, you're no. paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. That's right. You're giving away Matt's uh, secret it? plans. Because uh, the reason we're talking about this now is because uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the boss of Facebook, was uh, caught on camera with uh, t- tape over his webcam. His audio port as well. His, uh, his microphone port. His microphone port as well. Um, which um, people found quite funny, and partly because, of course, Facebook is made a business out of not known people. for its privacy campaign, is it? <laughs> exactly. Um, but he he is looking after his own privacy, um, and this has got a lot of people talking about whether um, you should cover your webcam, what the actual dangers of it are, um, whether he's whether he's sort of um, whether he's paranoid. You know, we expect him to be very tech savvy. Um, but um, clearly he is worried about these things, as mm. some other people are, and as I am now as well, having looked into Ooh, it. Oh, goodness. Well, what what have you thing. discovered that's worried you so much? Well, um, <laughs> well, for one thing, a lot of people who know about this um, recommend mm. that you put... Yeah, um, if you go to a security conference, they've all got... Everyone has. That's like standard. They all have... Who's watching? Their webcams. Who's, who's supposed to be... The NSA, man. You are, yeah. So first of all... Um, wow. 
there's so many people watching it's terrifying first of all there's the security services the right. uh, intelligence services mm. so the NSA yes but, Ed, but, then, but then why because it's not like when you're planning a terrorist atrocity you're, you're going to have a whiteboard <laughs> hey guys in front of, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, your yes, webcam you don't I, I'm assuming that none of us here need to worry about um, I should say actually being... everything we say on this podcast is entirely private mm. nobody will ever oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. FYI. I assume that none of us need to worry about being detected in um, the course of committing a crime um, but um, there is I mean possibly that's not nervous laughter um, but Ed Snowden uh, released the documents yeah. um, about the NSA and the GCHQ in the UK and one of the things that they revealed was that GCHQ has been running um, or was running a project called Optic Nerve between 2000 and, uh, 2008 and 2012 which was collecting millions upon millions of still images from people's webcams mm-hmm. around the world um, on an automated basis. Um, it's, it's, it, ah. Someone put it really well. They said it's not looking for a needle in the haystack. It's just collecting the entire haystack. And putting, it in, a, and putting it in a searchable yeah. database. So they can, yeah. use, they can then use, um, yeah. what do I mean, big data journalism techniques. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. Yeah. To, um, to find that. And so it I has been... It would give you a photo of a suspect. It would. And yeah. then they use, uh, they use facial recognition software. Mm. To to find a new targets, but they yeah so they mm. because the um, the laws in this country are actually a lot more lenient in terms of surveillance yep. than in America. They don't need to have probable cause before they collect yeah. um, information about you. Mm. So there's that aspect of it. There's the uh, the fact that your images will be on government databases, um, which can then be used in the future. And you you may say, well, I'm not committing any crimes, but a lot of us wouldn't like that idea anyway. Mm. Um, I may choose I... to commit crimes in the future. Yeah, exactly. You've got to leave the option, have that option. I really, I really don't like that argument. The oh, well, I've got nothing to hide. Because I just think, well, it's, yeah. just, it's just a rubbish argument. And what about it? Well, <laughs> nicely dismantled. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about you know? There's also the aspect of it that perhaps the, the crime which you commit is actually being a dissident against the state. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, I Who defines sound, what? I don't want to sound too Orwellian here, but. Yeah. Um, if you look at what Mr. Trump is doing in America, it's not completely out of the realms of possibility. And also, like GCHQ employees have been in trouble because they've been spying on ex-partners. Yeah, so absolutely. it's not you know you don't have to have committed a crime to yeah, potentially be under surveillance. Well, no, exactly because um, I think the figure is three to eleven percent of the images that they collected were sexually explicit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the people that collect them and analyze them are human, and you know have human three eyes. Three to eleven percent. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, if but you're sitting in your bedroom do, in front yeah. of a webcam, there is a good chance that you will. Not, Ooh. Yeah, there's not people. Be people clothes. on what's it called? Uh, chat roulette. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, uh, that's optic nerve. The uh, the governmental um, spying. Nerve. What a name! I hate them so much as well because they're giving it a really sort of cool match. Yeah, they always do that. Like they're spies. I mean, they're not. They're just snooping on us. Yeah, with an automated face or something. But they always do that. Like the government always have like Project Trojan Morpheus. Project Enduring Freedom. Yeah, like they love all that. Get lost. But quite aside from the spooks. Uh, the people you should probably be really worried about are the people who are doing something called uh, camfecting, which is a horrible um, neologism. But uh, they... camera infecting. Well, yeah, that's what it is. Um, and they use um, malware to take control of uh, webcams and spy on people, and then get their rocks off looking Ooh. at them and creeping, trying to creep them out. That's and really creepy. And there is a massive culture. They call they call themselves ratters because they use um, remote administration tools mm. to take control. Guys, get a girlfriend. They, yeah, well, but... yeah. This, well, this is what they do instead of having a girlfriend. This is yeah. it's it's quite that could potentially be really scary as well. Mm. When you look at like there was that family where their babies 
monitor had been hacked into. Yeah, I wanted to and talk about actually, their monitors later. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> that's it's, actually it's terrifying, though, when you think about yeah. not just adults, but also child protection. That's yeah, absolutely. Because really so this is one solution to um, get a photo of someone you don't like and <laughs> stick, <laughs> it, <laughs> stick it to your forehead. Uh, and that will really mock the uh, rattles. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. just... Just engage in really mundane activity in front of your webcam for quite a long well, this time. This is this is the really funny thing. I was. Do you I mean was... mundane sexual activity or just any mundane? Just any mundane sexual activity. So brilliant. That's, that's your solution. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're them. enjoying this, are you? Yeah, enjoying no, it. Are you? It's boring. Yeah. Enjoying it. That, that's my. That made that's... me feel a bit sad actually. Yeah. Just mundane engage in mundane sexual activity. I was reading some of the comments that these ratters were making, and a lot of them they have no self awareness, but they complaining that they they call by the way this will creep you out even more they call people that they've got their webcams their slaves right oh. and so they said oh my slaves are really boring and so I there you thought, go I'm telling you it's the ways for us to win this is like I mean yes the slaves maybe are being boring but also you're being boring because yeah. you're just spending your life yeah. watching somebody else's life mm. And it's not even the most interesting part of their life. It's just mm. the bit where they're sitting in front of a is, computer. Is there any chance that there are other, other fringes, other strands of this weird behaviour that are molars and uh, toadies? <laughs> and, uh, no? isn't, isn't this an episode of Luther as well? Oh, yeah, no, there is, yeah. It yeah, is an episode yeah. where the guy's yeah. got all the cameras and is mm-hmm. looking at everyone. I love Luther. Matt Egan's shivering. Yeah, fear. it's weird, I don't like it. I'm just trying to think... <laughs> What I've done in front of my webcam. I don't. Um, well, this is the thing: is that most of us. I don't we'll, have a we'll, webcam, actually. Yes. Nice. Nice. Don't, yeah. Screw you, ratters. Yeah. But most of us just will not be too lazy to fix it. Yeah. yeah. There's a guy, um, a, a security expert, who said they, they asked him if he used a webcam um, cover, and he said he didn't, um, and he should. And that he figured that just seeing him naked would be punishment enough. Yeah. So that's the other thing is is uh, just make sure that you're physically repulsive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> physically repulsive and mundane, mundane sexual, sexual activity. activity. That will that will deal with the rest. Boring. Are you watching tips. this <laughs> <laughs> for life, not just like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That should fix it. Oh. Yeah. So um, so watch out, and particularly if you have. Um, anything to hide, any crimes to commit, don't do it from a webcam. But more seriously, um, you've got to really be careful about this stuff. Because mm. generally speaking, I think the security industry is um, is predicated on paranoia yeah. and on yeah, creating the perception of threats. Yeah. But in this case, it's I think fair. I think it's I think it is there. What's I mean, the baby monitor thing? Baby monitors a lot of baby monitors are connected to the internet. Um, a lot of them use default passwords. Mm. Some of them cannot be password protected at all. You should, yeah. If you have one of those, get rid of it. But if you can, change the default password because all the default passwords are bandied around online yeah. routinely. And, and pe- they probably and are just one, two, them. three, four, all zero, 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 zero. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, and the last thing you want is a stranger monitoring your yeah. child and then being able to speak you know, my, the baby well, unless, unless they can send you a message if you know baby's crying or something. if they can well, soothe, if they can <laughs> I mean, soothe if it's the baby that would be quite that's handy. different if I they can get up in the middle Did, of the night and soothe the but child tell, tell Matt about the that, that case because that case was terrifying if it's the same case that we're, that well I'm there's the one about. where they they, um, they heard a stranger's voice saying something to the yeah. child what um, yeah they'd, they'd actually no. ha- hacked yeah. in to the microphone so they were um, sorry to these uh, speakers so they were able to talk to the child but this is this is part of the reason why I never got um, an app-based baby mm. monitor. Well, we 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 didn't have a we don't have a video monitor either because mm. there's no that that is it's a whole different level of paranoia. Yeah, you know, being able to watch your child. You yeah, need to be, basically, I mean, these days just switch off the baby monitor anyway. 
<laughs> she's going to find a way of telling us if she's in distress. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear to the listeners, Matt's uh, child is quite old now. Yeah, yeah, that's not, yeah, he hasn't just given up on caring about his project. Not two weeks old now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. So I hope I've made you all paranoid. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm leaving this absolutely so terrified. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. find but out. Don't, don't bother, just say, don't bother covering up your microphone because that's, that's insane. It won't do anything. Oh. Right. So, so Zook's wrong on that one. You, sound will travel mm. through tape, unfortunately. Oh. So silly, silly Mark So, around the room, uh, safety first or chill the heck out? Louis Painter. I'm going to go with safety first on this yeah. one. Yeah. Miriam, you want to chip in here? Definitely safety first. Safety first. Uh, David Price. Safety first. I'm going to do the safety dance right. to safety first. But that means you have agreed to consensus, which is most unlike you, Charlotte. Yeah, I know. I'm going to say chill the heck out. I'm going, to, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a plan of. See, look, he has to disagree now. In fact, I'm going to um, deliberately pretend to be planning a terrorist atrocity <laughs> on a whiteboard oh, near God. my uh, webcam. Uh, with like, I'm going to draw like uh, cartoon bombs and arrows and stuff like that, and, and with um, David Price's face superimposed. On my face. <laughs> what about if you could just get your face pixelated? Yeah, by, I might by, do that. By, by plastic To be surgery. fair, as discussed, <laughs> as I should, I should explain to the listener that David has a face like a knife, and <laughs> I have a face like a plate. Neither uh, of our faces show up on, on digital. Well, media, exactly. I mean, I think I think it's likely in my face it's just because it's perfectly spherical. It's, <laughs> it's more likely than anything else just to kind of distort anyway. Yeah, uh, that's your safe. That's your kind of safety yeah. mode then. Well, they'll just assume that some sort of sphere is passing by. Yeah. It's, oh, it's the strawberry moon that we were promised a few days ago <laughs> exactly and on that bombshell uh, thank you for listening to this Farago uh, listener um, do get in touch to let us know your thoughts and opinions and to shake us down for cash or indeed if you're interested in advertising on the UK Tech Weekly podcast you can tweet us at UK Tech Podcast or email editor at idg.co.uk hopefully we'll be back next week unless uh, the security authorities uh, uh, take us down um, <laughs> Uh, so uh, with more informed opinion on the hottest topics in tech find us on iTunes, SoundCloud and all the other places from which you source noise Uh, until next week, say goodbye guys Bye. Bye. bye UK Tech Weekly Podcast my business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments then Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.